0: Well, here we go, starting on another episode where I get to talk with an accessibility practitioner, and today I'm speaking with Julie Romanowski. Hello, Julie. How are you doing today?
1: Oh, I'm well, thank you. How are you doing, Joe?
0: Well, I'm, pr- I'm pretty good. It's uh, pouring rain outside of my uh, home office in Bashan Island, uh, which is near Blink's uh, headquarters uh, in Seattle, Washington. Where are you talking to us from?
1: I am in... Central Illinois, a, t- a little town called Muhammad. It's not too far from uh, Champaign-Urbana, where the University of Illinois is located.
0: I've been to Muhammad because I went to the University of Illinois in Champaign-Urbana. Oh, did Urbana. you? Yeah. So, yeah, All definitely world. familiar with that. Yeah, so uh long time ago, but I was just there recently, so uh it's still fun to be able to reconnect with that. Well, uh, it's great to be able to have this chance to uh, chat with you about your work, and uh, uh, you know, one of the best places to start would be if you just uh, kind of describe what you're up to right now. You know, where you know what your job consists of, and then we can uh, kind of go back in time after that.
1: Okay, uh, currently I am the senior digital accessibility specialist at State Farm. Um, have a team of uh, about 12 um, State Farm employees and about 10 uh, contract employees who help us with testing. Um, I am in charge of the um, accessibility training for the entire enterprise. Um, I act as a kind of a mentor supervisor for my team members. I, I help train them and then I work to train As many people as we can at State Farm, I also work in the assistive technology field um, where I help our associates who have disabilities help them with um, getting either assistive technology or setting up their um, workstations or or work areas, um, desks, things like that. Um, my specialty for assistive technology is for vision disabilities and cognitive disabilities.
0: Well, uh, it sounds like you have a lot on your plate, and uh, I'd like yeah. to check in with you, uh, you know about some some more of the details on that. But one of the things I like to do with this uh, series is uh, you look at the journey that people have taken uh, as they find their way into the accessibility profession. So uh, maybe you kind of go back in time and, uh, well, you know, what was, you know, where did accessibility first uh, kind of enter into uh, your life?
1: Yeah, right. Uh, many, many years ago, I can't even remember the year, but I was a lead for a uh, a Java, we called it Java enablement team. We were helping uh, projects get their Java um, applications set up, their environments, uh, things like that. I have been a Java developer for many, many, many years, <laughs> so, um, but we had this, uh, framework that was used by the enterprise and some people who have disabilities at State Farm had reached out to our team saying there are issues. We can't do certain things. We can't maybe some fields, form fields didn't work as expected or other things. So, We have had this assistive technology services and support team at State Farm for the past, I believe, 26 years, may have been a little longer. And I went to that team and was just talking to them and asking them if they could work with us and help us to first identify what the issues are and then to fix the problems. Um, So, and one of the team members was actually um, a blind employee, Um, he, no longer works for State Farm, he went to work for another company, but um, he was one who helped me quite a bit and helped my team to address issues so that the um, framework that was being used by the entire enterprise would not be preventing people with disabilities from using it. Um, And after I did that, another uh, person on the assistive technology team decided to go to another team and he recommended that they ask me if I was interested because they didn't really have anyone with a development background and they thought it would be good to bring someone in who had the development background. And <clears throat> I may not have known much about accessibility at the time, but I had, was a quick learner and I was already starting to understand some of the things that they needed to, the knowledge they needed to have to do their jobs. So mm. they asked me and I, I jumped at the chance. I was interested in learning something new and I really got to um, know the guys on the team and we became good friends. So I thought, you know, this would be great. And um, started working with them, focusing on, two of us were focusing on the digital content at State Farm and testing for accessibility and working with the project teams to fix issues. The other two were specifically focused on our associates with disabilities and helping them. Um, However, all of the funding went to assistive technologies. So for the digital accessibility side of things, we had no funding at all. Um, And we were trying to get this started, get it where people would understand why um, digital content needed to be made accessible. Um, They would be on board with it, they would be, willing and able to fix any accessibility issues with their content. Um, but without funding, it's hard to get things done. So,
0: well, uh, so yeah. I'm
1: rather, I guess, persistent or some people call me bullheaded, <laughs> so. But oh, yeah.
0: I would- If I, I can just jump in there for a second. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah I, I think it's uh, kind of important to, uh, Kind of highlight or, or you know underline that uh, you know the work that you're doing was for uh, you know uh, supporting internal uh, needs of State Farm employees. I, I, a lot of us in the accessibility profession uh, do a lot of work on the customer side with uh, making sure that people are able to uh, process web pages and applications with assistive devices. Yet. Uh, then in in so many organizations, there's not the infrastructure in place for uh, everyone across the spectrum to adequately uh, participate as employees in the organization. So it sounds like State Farm was really progressive about that. You mentioned, I think, 26 years that had been going on. Well, they,
1: they were progressive about that. However, they didn't quite understand that um, we can provide uh, associates with disabilities the best, most state of the art um, assistive technology available. But if the web application or web page or something like that has not been designed with accessibility in mind, it's not going to make any difference at all. So um, that was something it took a while to get executive leadership to understand. And as I mentioned, I'm rather bullheaded, so, and I'm not shy so i had no issue with tracking leadership down and giving them my two-minute elevator speech about why we needed a digital accessibility team so
0: as with so many things uh getting the buy-in from the the c-suite has a lot to do with how we uh move forward so what what was the next chapter uh as you uh developed your career with accessibility
1: um finally i mean it's it takes a lot of work and a lot of fighting to get, finally get executive leadership to listen. And um, I was fortunate enough that they actually thought we were already doing these things and they didn't realize how bad the accessibility was of our digital content. But I got leadership on board and they assigned various directors to work with my team to start building a digital accessibility team. And the first thing we did was, um, if you're familiar with Ontario, when they had the accessibility, they passed the Accessibility for Ontarians with Disabilities Act. Um, first thing we did, where we were able to bring a, an accessibility vendor in to test our State Farm Canada site. And as expected, there were so many issues, which really got leadership's attention. And they saw that in the thinking, the. Wow, we have all these problems. We could end up, you know, there's the litigation, the fines, things like that. That really got their attention. So we were able to get more funding for, to start a project that then worked with the different areas at State Farm who were responsible for the State Farm Canada content. So that we could at least get it up to the the Web Content Accessibility Guidelines, WCAG 2.0 Level A requirement at the time. Mm
0: And, and that,
1: I think, Ontario and AATA were probably the um, the main reason why we were able to start our te- our new digital accessibility team. And we were able to get the funding we needed. But um, after yeah. that, because for so long, it was just leadership was thinking, oh, we don't want to get sued. What, what do we need to do? And at the time, it's like, you know, what do we need to do? to get by. And that can be very frustrating because just doing enough to get by is still really leaving out a whole bunch of people with disabilities.
0: You mentioned uh, that uh, you had this uh, digital accessibility team. So uh, can you talk a little bit more about that? I mean, different organizations have accessibility set up in in different ways. Some are are broadly across the uh, enterprise. Others are people within departments and divisions that are passionate about it and kind of make it happen in their area. Um, How does it work at State Farm?
1: Um, We're kind of a hub and spoke um, organization. We have our main core accessibility team, the experts. And we have been working for several years to train all of the different areas, all the different departments, teams throughout State Farm to um, learn how to address accessibility for whatever their product is that they support. Uh, So we've created, helped develop little kind of mini accessibility teams throughout the enterprise. And um, we provide a lot of help, information, things like that. But now we, re, we expect these teams to take a greater role now in accessibility. So they are, they're doing pretty good. There's some that are a little further advanced than others that have built up their accessibility teams and have um, met like WCAG 2AA requirements. There are others that are still trying to fix level A requirements. Um, we don't have any that aren't doing anything for accessibility. All of them understand that this is what we need to do. And and State Farm actually made it a enterprise standard that our products must meet. Right now, we are focused on meeting WCAG 2.0 AA, and then starting next year, we will be focused on WCAG 2.1 AA.
0: And, uh, and then uh, within uh, individual uh, product groups or, or project groups, um, is it the uh, project manager or the product manager responsible for making sure that uh, everything is in place for accessibility or are individual uh, individuals uh, responsible for making sure that they understand their role in the accessibility process?
1: Yeah, the product product or project manager, they're responsible for um, making sure just overall accessibility is being addressed um, and providing the information that their team members may need, um, which they would come to us and we could help with training, um, guiding them on providing uh, suggestions on coding, things like that. But the project manager would handle it overall and then the individuals like the design team would be focused on accessible design. Uh, Content creators would be focused on making sure that the content is accessible. Um, Developers, the code, um, testers, all that, they're all involved. And recently, it's been the past year now where we're not just focused on, when I hear a lot of accessibility people talking, they're focused on like web pages, web applications, mobile maybe so many of them aren't really focused on the, for us, the huge amount of communications that are all like mm-hmm. le- electronic mm-hmm. documents, emails, mm-hmm. Word documents, PowerPoint, spreadsheets, uh, PDFs, all that stuff. There's so much of that. They're not focused on that. They're not focused on accessible video. So that that's something in the past couple of years, we've really gotten um, the enterprise to understand this is important. And we do have gotten to the point i think where everyone understands that they play a role
0: Mm -hmm.
1: so if you're just creating a word document to share you're creating an executive report to share you have a role in accessibility if you're someone else that is um planning a uh a webinar something like that you have a role as well you know be working good
0: so something you know you're just talking about you know the that this part of, uh, of correspondence. And then I'm thinking about my own interaction with uh, insurance companies and uh, you know, I'm, I'm moving my content to the insurance provider as much as they're sending me information. I never really thought about like from your customers sending information into your system. I imagine that probably a lot of that isn't accessible. And so uh, that ever is that something that comes into the analysis of how to be able to deal with the things that are incoming?
1: Uh, yeah, we're trying to figure that out. We really can't control how they share the information. Um, sometimes I know I have received uh, PDF documents that a customer sent to an agent or agent staff, and we have several agents and staff members who have vision disabilities. There are some who are um, legally blind. There are others who have um, light sensitivity issues. Um, others who may be one man macular degeneration, so he's not able to see certain things. And they'll use most of them use a screen reader. Most of them use what, um, if you're aware aware of, is Zoom Text. We have Zoom Text and JAWS, and they'll use Zoom Text because unless they're legally blind or can't see at all, they won't be using JAWS. But we need to make sure that the, they can get the information from the customer document using Zoom text. And there are times when they can send the information to me or one of my team members, and we can do some quick fixes and then send it back, and then they're able to get all the information. There are other times where it, there's just really nothing you can do, that there is no way you can make it accessible, and then we would have to um, talk with the agent, whoever it is, and provide the information and help them understand a little more of what the customer is sharing.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, you know, with your, all of your, uh, you know, many years uh, specializing in this area, you've probably seen a lot of, well, you've certainly seen a lot of uh, technology developments over the years and the evolution of the, uh, uh, the uh, the uh, Web Accessibility Initiative information, uh, but it, it kind of as you as you uh, you look back, are there uh, or look forward, are there areas that you think uh, maybe haven't moved as quickly as you you thought they would have uh, years ago? Are there any certain areas that are like particular initiatives that State Farm is looking at at trying to accomplish uh, uh, moving into the future?
1: Um, well, one of ours is that it, it's so slow, but when you've got huge systems, it takes a long time <laughs> to get things addressed. But we have something that our claims people use. And they've the developers have made great strides where the vast majority of it is accessible. There are still legacy portions that they're working on. There's still some other areas that they're working on. When you're talking about this and this program for the, like the claim specialists, and there may be uh, like, I think there are at least 150 applications that are used for that. And it it takes a long time to be able to fix the issues in there, especially when a lot of them hadn't been updated for so long, it requires a, a complete overhaul. Well, I- that, that is something that, um, I tell our folks, and when I talk to others in the accessibility community, is you can't expect everything to happen overnight. Um, You may think it's easy, but there can be so many factors that make it so it is not an easy fix. Something, for example, would be color contrast. People would think, oh yeah, you just go in and make a change and it's fixed. But when you're talking like financial documentation, um, certain um, insurance documentation, things like that. Visual changes like that for like color contrast has to be approved by either the um, insurance board of the state or other government agencies. Uh, that takes a long time. There are other things that maybe the legacy application is was developed in such a way that to make those what people would think are simple changes would mean to just start over and rebuild it.
0: Well, in, in all the time that you've been uh, doing this work, I'm sure you've had to uh, uh, lean into a lot of resources uh, to educate yourself and, and your team and others. Uh, you know, what are some of the things that you you do today to, uh, yeah, you know, help Others uh, learn about accessibility and how it fits in with what they do. Are there uh, uh, onboarding programs or kind of how is it set up at your organization?
1: Um, Onboarding, I know they were going to add some things. I haven't seen recently how it's been updated, Um, but we do have training. Um, There are some simple accessibility information within like developer training when they first start. We have a whole lot of training available that we've been providing as webinars online. Um, we're able to reach a whole lot of people that way. We used to try bringing in vendors to do the training, but it was very expensive and you could only reach maybe, maybe 25, 30 people at a time for this. Um, doing it online, we're able to reach two, 300 people per session. We get a lot of people joining that way. Um, we've created training modules. Um, I've created a lot of them just as PowerPoint, but have added detailed speaker notes and other things so that I can just pass these over to these accessibility teams in each area, and they can use those and basically read the script and help train their people that way. We have um, video on demand that people can use. Um, We have, um, let me think all other things. We haven't gotten to the point yet where uh, just some kind of high-level accessibility knowledge would be required like other compliance training, but that is one thing I'm working towards, where people would at least have a general understanding of um, disabilities, uh, people with disabilities, and the importance of accessibility.
0: Well, it certainly sounds like you have a, a robust accessibility, uh, team and activities going on where you work. So that's great to hear. Um, I wanna thank you for uh, taking the time to, you know, share your your journey into the profession and uh, help uh, inspire others to uh, uh, get involved as well.
1: Well, thank you very much for inviting me, Joe.
0: All right, thanks a lot. Bye-bye, Julie. Bye. Hi, I'm Joe Walensky and as host of the digital accessibility program, I like to keep the focus on our amazing guests, but I'm always excited about my role as accessibility director at Blink, the producer of this program, and I'd like to share that with you. Blink is the world's leader in evidence-driven design, and we work with a wide variety of clients. Founded in Seattle, we also have offices in Boston, New York, Austin, San Diego, and San Francisco. Our stated mission is to make technology human. Embracing inclusive design and accessibility brings all of us closer to that mission. We bring accessibility in every one of our projects. Our philosophy is that each of our practitioners should understand how accessibility applies to their own work. Accessibility is not a separate department or activity for us. Our researchers, designers, and developers all employ accessibility principles at every stage. If you have a need for research and design services, Blink is a partner with a full-time commitment to making your product or service accessible and a great experience for all of your customers. Some of the specific areas where we can help, using research to better understand the needs of your customers with disabilities, innovating to make sure your accessibility is the best in class design, we can move existing designs to development in a sprint, and maybe most importantly, we provide a turnkey transformation to an accessible site or app. Of course, compliance status is something that we always include as part of the service. If any of this is of interest, please get in touch with me directly at joe at blinkux.com. That's J-O-E at B-L-I-N-K-U-X.com. Thank you. And please take a moment to rate our programming whatever app you use.